You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome back to your favourite weekly podcast, that's right, it's Fergie time. Uh, the Daily Record podcast with myself, Keith Jackson, and the man himself, Barry Ferguson. Um, Barry, it's been an interesting week, it could have been a really bad one for a bit. Last night at Hamden Park it looked as if Stevie Clark's week was about to get worse than Prince Andrew's. But we come back, he got a decent result, it's three wins out of three, that's good, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about our hopes for where this is leading to and our worries. Um, we look forward, of course, to the return of domestic football and I think all the fans out there are desperate for the return of domestic football because right now the international break just seems to be getting in the road. Mm-hmm. And we'll look to the situation with Jack Ross, all of his first game as Hibs manager this weekend and where hearts are going under Anne Budge with Oss McPhee looking like he's still going to be hanging around that dugout for a while. We'll do all of that, um, but Barry, let's first of all go back to last night. I know you had a game yourself with Kelty. Mm-hmm. Decent result? Yeah, it was good. It was cold, uh, freezing cold, in fact, rainy. But look, good result against Berwick Rangers, 4-0. Um, You're actually starting to get a good bit of momentum built there, aren't you? Yeah, but we are. It's the, the boys, look, I put a lot of demands on the boys, but uh, the boys are coming up with the answers. Um, you enjoying this? I am. I'm enjoying it. Listen, I'm not getting overconfident. I say that to the boys. Listen, my teams are built on first and foremost hard work, and I say that to them. I've got a lot of good players ability wise, but you've got to earn the right to win games. I'm a big believer in that, and you've got to work whoever you're playing against individually and collectively. And we're doing that now, and um, we'll not get carried away. Gave them a few days off. Because um, we've no get game, we've no get a game at the mm-hmm. weekend, so I've gave them Thursday off, and then we'll be back in on Saturday. Because we've got a wee bit of illness flying about the dressing room as I well. Can so. hear it in your voice. Yep. So it was. Look, there was two or three that were struggling last night, but that's the kind of mentality they've got. Not look, Gaffer, I want to play. I'll get through it. Mm-hmm. As long as we're getting Thursday off. That's what it says. <laughs> so what, what about yourself? Are you are you growing into this? Because obviously you had. I grew into it. Straight. Grown into it. Aye, but I grew into it after a month. I knew, I, I mean, I, I think I've spoke to you off mic about it I, when I went into the job. No, but I'm talking about you get thrown into management very early on. Aye, Do you aye. feel better prepared now? Because oh, you've gone a very long route to try and... Miles better prepared in terms of... When you come straight out of playing, straight into management, it was probably the wrong decision that i done. But listen, that opportunity came out of the blue when I, have, I decided to retire at Blackpool. Paul Lynch obviously gets sacked. Mm-hmm. The, chairman, and the club was in crisis and they turned to you. Yep, and obviously nobody else was wanting the job. So <laughs> I was retiring anyway at the end of the season. I still had five months left my contract. I decided because my, my ankle was knackered. That was the fifth operation I had on it. The surgeon told me, look, 
if you want to continue to play fives or seven asides with your mates, I'd be able to kick a ball, but with a, your kids, your time needs to be coming to an end. So it was, I, was coming, I was coming up in 37 anyway, so it was a good innings. How does that feel, by the way, when somebody tells you you might not be able to play properly with your kids unless you... Well, no, no that... I was fine, he says, look, if you go and play again, where I was fit enough to go and play, I'm not probably, I could have probably went on another couple of years mm-hmm. in terms of my body shape more that was always good, my weight was always good, so sometimes it's better coming for a, a specialist where he never sat me down and says, look, you'll never walk again, it was just like, listen, you're going to have issues if you continue to play. It makes it easier, makes the decision so easier. So the decision was easy, I had five months left my contract and I was like, right, time's up. I was in the stages of my, I finished my A-licence, um, just going on to my pro-licence. And then that opportunity arose and I jumped into it. Was it the right decision? Probably if I look back. No, it wasn't. Probably you're better going, getting I don't a, know, did it not worked out all right for you, didn't it? Look, the, the stats weren't great, but I kept them up. Yeah. Because we were struggling at the time. It was horrible. Uh, the atmosphere running about the place wasn't great. Um... And I was just trying to get a, a decent spirit about them. Was it great to watch? No. But did we get enough points to stay up? We did. And that was the main thing. See, the reason I'm asking about all this is uh, there's jobs coming up left, right and centre at the minute, obviously. Yep. You know, you've, you've the, the Hearts and Hibs situation, um, even like the Falkirk job comes up. Mm-hmm. And after everything you've achieved in football and the name you've got in football, People might expect for your name to be linked that your your name might trade your way into Aye. a job at that level, mm-hmm. but you've gone a different road completely. I mean, you've gone mm-hmm. so far down the way in terms of the level that you're managing at. It's almost as if you're going to have to really achieve something at that level well, before you before you will come into I, consideration. I, Does that annoy you? Do you think no, it was a mistake? N- no, I, I've listened to quite a lot of managers and I, and I agree with them. Experienced managers. Now, if you look at a lot of young ones that go and get a job, not a lot of them continue to stay at that level. I think it's like being a young footballer, you've got to do an apprentice. The last three or four months at Clyde was a a nightmare for myself in terms of results. Just wasn't good enough. I've been missing players uh, through injury. Um, Long-term injury, short-term injury. So that never ended well. So I took, as I said, I took 12 to 15 months out and I felt I had to go back into something that was going to be good for me in terms of you've got a, a decent board that are going to let you go and do a lot of things in terms of bring your own players in. And that's what's happened at Kelty. I've got, look, we're, we're not the finished article, but things are going well. Mm-hmm. I think what, do you, got, what do you think you're going to have to achieve with I've Kelty? got to win things. So you're going to have to get promotion in yeah, the I, SPFL. I, or I've got to, I've got to be competitive competing at the top right to the very end that's why I brought this group of players together mm-hmm. that's why I worked my backside off uh, probably the start of December last year to do my recruitment I mean I've said to you plenty of times in the column the biggest thing for me at a club's recruitment mm-hmm. I knew right away no disrespect to the boys that were in there but if Kelty were going to be ch- challenging at the top of the league to get promoted the SPFL we had to make a hell of a lot of changes see the other thing is a lot of people would look and say right hold on Guys played for Rangers, won leagues, captain Scotland, done everything that you could possibly really hope to achieve, played in the Premier League, won a League Cup at Wembley, 
everything that you could realistically have ever hoped to achieve as a player mm -hmm. in football, you, you've done it. So a lot of people say, well, why are you driving through to Kelty Hearts on a Tuesday night? Because I love going, football. That Honestly, I love football. But there's nothing in it for you? No. No, it's financially, it's no... There's, it's, it's, there's no a lot in it for me. But so, so this, it's, so I've got a project. At, what I'm getting at is then there must be an ambition. There's a, there, there is there's a burning ambition inside me. I go, a, if you drive out across the Kelty now, a couple of the boys for here have been through. It's not a 10,000 no seater stadium, mm. but I tell you what, it's a great facility. There's, there's a, a good committee there. There's a general manager who has got my, my back. If I want to go and improve it, he'll go and try his best to get me whoever I want. Um, and I've got a good group of boys now. Now our next objective is to go and win something. Now I think we've got a good chance, but I've got to be respectful. We've got good teams in the league. You've probably seen there's quite a lot of t mm -hmm. uh, players for SPFL 1 and 2 drop down into the league. So it's a real challenge, but see that drive for an hour and 10 minutes down to training and earn 10 minutes back that's my thinking time that's me that's more than me time in the car I enjoy it mm -hmm. and if I didn't enjoy it I wouldn't do it oh clearly you're enjoying well, it I, I'm, I'm you honest, don't need to do it it's gave me the spark and it's the boys see you can say everything about as I mentioned the general manager who's a big big help to me but it's the boys that make me want to come through they're an unbelievable group to work with now sometimes you must be going to bed at night you think oh fuck things ringing in their ear with me on at them constantly but I do it because I think I think I've got a, a group that can go and achieve things but there's obviously a, a still a passion there's, a, there's an itch that needs to get scratched here otherwise you just go away and live a happy life go on holidays do mm -hmm. stuff spend time with the family I want you've to obviously you've obviously got a career path in your own mind yeah but I, I'm blink I'm, I've got the blinkers on in terms of I know what I need to achieve here first mm-hmm no, did I think I can go and work at a high level? No problem. Did I think that two years ago? No, I didn't. That's why I had to take a bit of time out. I went and watched a lot of football, spoke to a few different people. You know, I've spoke to you mm -hmm. on on the phone about this. And I've got a different way, different way, sorry, management, uh, managing now. Better. Improved. Aye, I've still got that fiery bit where sometimes maybe I, I cross the line, but that's me. I want to win and I want that to rub off in my players and that is rubbing off in the players. Mm -hmm. But we've still got a bit to go because I've got to be respectful. There is still good teams in our league, some really good players and there's good managers as well because if you look at Lonely, I think there's quite a few managers in that Lonely League that could easily manage higher above, but when a job comes up, it's not just three and four managers that are going for it. Oh, it's it's 30, 40, 50 yeah. managers. Uh, I've not applied. Do you think there's a about it? Do you think that you've kind of taken yourself out a certain bracket? Maybe people... Because... I think it's the way I'm at. Yep. In terms of not that you're managing at Kelty Hearts, but because you're a bit of a firebrand that you might be difficult to handle? No, I'm, I'm just not a yes man. No. I think them if, going about in football, yeah, I think it? if you're a manager, it's your decision on who you sign. And if results don't go right on a Saturday, there's only one person you can blame. Mm -hmm. That's yourself. That's the way I think management should be. It has um, to be, because it's your neck that's in a block. It's got to be. 
It's cool. That's an old school sort of way of looking at it as well, isn't it? But maybe I'm too old school. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I'm enjoying it when I'm. You can see it. I, I, I love going through, as I said, I love the challenges because there is a bit of pressure through there. Mm-hmm. And my boys realise that. And it's handling the pressures. And I can only give them the experiences that I've went through. And it's took some of them a bit of time to get into that, but they're now realising what we need to achieve this year. And we need to try and achieve um, promotion. It's going to be difficult, but we've got a good chance. But so there's... <laughs> so, We've got a real good chance, but so have three or four other teams. I'm saying it'd be a right decent feather in your cap for a young manager to, to make that. That'd be the first big box tick, wouldn't it? If you could achieve uh, that. And about it's over. And that's what that's what you've got to try and do as a a manager. But I say to the players, there's no better feeling when you've got a medal run about your neck, when you're lifting a trophy and drinking champagne out a trophy. <laughs> no, there's no. <laughs> It's that that's what you play football Aye, for. That's the whole point. So that's what I played football for, to try and win things and take my medals back and show my family them. And I want my boys to be the same. Mm-hmm. And now on the management side, I've not won anything. I've only won player of the month uh, player of the month. Manager I think two or three manager of the months. Mm-hmm. That's alright, but it's nothing. It's not a trophy. No. So I need to try and So anyway, that's the whole point. Well, I was going to say the rest of the country was watching Scotland last night. You were in charge of your match. Yep. Actually, I truth came back and watched the highlights. Truth it, of the matter is, the rest of the country wasn't he? I seen that. I came in, made myself a, a bit of toast and tea, and the highlights were on Sky at twelve o'clock last night. Half an hour. Um, read a wee few comments on the game, and the, the thing that jumped out at me was nineteen and a half thousand people there. Yeah. I didn't. I actually think that's not a bad crowd, given the circumstances. I thought it could have been lower than that. I'm surprised there's 19. In fact, I'd go as far as to say, I think there's 19 and a half thousand people turned up there last night just to make sure that that was the last game of that group. To make sure that it was gone. I know, but it's a new manager, but he's he's went and got a result. And people can again the way I looked at it against Cyprus. It's only Cyprus. It's a win. Mm-hmm. Was it great? No, it wasn't. It's a win, but was last night the first half? Wasn't it great? Second half was better. I've never seen the full 90 minutes. First half was terrible. Wrong. Right, but they've won. Two wins. That's a team that battered Scotland. 4-0. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it and where I'm actually... and Look, I'm going to temper everything, right? Because I don't think anybody be sh- should be sitting here going, ah, that's it, we're on our way. No, but that... Because we're not, we're a million miles away from being that. on our way. I get but that. It's I, a start, there is, there, is, there is reason for cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. There is, in my view, signs of reasonable improvement. And I'm starting to see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. My worry was that he had this block of months to try and get a team together. Mm-hmm. work out who his best 11 is work out his strategy work out his tactics and get it ready for the playoffs and up until these last three games there's been precious little evidence well, that, that it's can he work out now, now you can now he, you start he can't work out his best 11 because people are pulling out now aye but, but I, I, I'm not sure that you add too many in of course you add Robertson and Kieran Tierney in yep McTominay would, I'm not sure McTominay gets in in front of Ryan Jack it's a, it's a 50-50 call I'm waiting for that. I'm with you. He's been playing James Forrest on the left hand side. I don't like it because James Forrest is far more productive on the right hand side. 
But I'm actually starting to think he's doing that because he sees Ryan Fraser playing that position mm-hmm. in his first 11. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's a great idea because I would hang my hat in James Forrest and Scotland haven't been able to do that in Ryan Fraser. But if that's the manager's, if that's the system that he's working towards, I can see the, the logic in it. I can see the team starting to come together. And that is, albeit mildly encouraging. Yeah, he, he needs time, Jacko. Uh, he's got 10 days, 10 days to work with these players. So he had the last bit, then he had this block. I'm sure they'll meet up before March. Don't think they are. Why? Well... I'm sure Stevie Clark would like them. Maybe he'd need to try. Spoke about it the other day. Said, "Is it going to be possible?" And he said, "Well, the players are just spread so far now. Mm-hmm. For this league up here to the Premier League to the Championship to League One in England, Spain, he said it's almost going to be impossible mm-hmm. to get a get together. It's not going to happen." But I, I'll go back to. I think in time he will be the right guy. I think he'll get us into a, a system that. You'll get can, results. Can you see it? I, I'm I, looking I can at, I'm see look, every sign. With McGinn, for example. McGinn started off playing can as I just a, a say deep something line in the midfield for can us. Can I just see, say something about McGinn? When he was at Hibs, I looked and I thought, he's good, he's got some. See now that boy, that boy he's the main player for Scotland. Yes. Number 10 last night, bombing, got the goal in Cyprus, got two, albeit it was a deflection, but you still got to have a pop and goal for the free kick. McGinn he's he's coming on leaps and bounds I think I think um, I mean I talk about other players like you say about James Forrest and about Ryan Christie's and Ryan Jacks and Andy Robertson's Kieran Tierney's he could be the the main the main man for Scotland you know what we've been crying out for we used to say about it we need a Gareth Bale we need a guy that once you go into Match day situation. He's not a Gareth Bale. No, I'm not saying in terms right. of the way he plays the game. I'm talking about in terms of he'll produce a moment when when you when you're up against it when mm-hmm. you need something. Gareth Bale does it for Wales. Mm-hmm. John McGinn is starting to emerge as the guy that yep. you know what. When but the good thing about John McGinn, he's playing at the highest level now. Every single week, he's coming up against quality players, is right up. and he's he's matching these players. And see when you believe in yourself that you can match these players his game's going to come on and on and on I've watched him for Aston Villa he's, one, he's Aston Villa's main yeah. man he's running the show yeah I'm in Grealish I think it was against hang on, correct me if I'm wrong here I think it was Tottenham don't know if it was I can't remember mm-hmm. I need to think back and he totally bossed it mm-hmm. he bossed it for ta- uh, sorry start to finish and Grealish was good McGinn was head and shoulders yeah. above him. Yeah. It and it's just, I was talking to my my son this morning when I got up and I said, did you watch the full Scotland-Kazakhstan um, game? He says, I. I says, what did you think? Just to get his opinion. Mm-hmm. He, he loves football. I says, who was the main man? He says, oh, McGinn, star man. Yeah. He says, dad, I, I, I couldn't believe how how good he's become. Do you know what's really interesting? And, and this is where I think that's what I'm talking about when I start to see now what Steve Clark's trying to do when he first came in John McGinn was playing as a your position deep line midfield deep line centre midfield player and he kept losing the ball Mm -hmm. he kept taking chances he he didn't look very comfortable there Mm -hmm. and what seems to have happened here is Clark said look do you know what let's get you out of that 
area. I think he's because, got too, because, because, too much energy. you might give energy. the ball away in there. Too much energy. Let's get up the park. Right. He's, he's playing 40 yards further up the park than he did. Yep. He's playing as a second striker, pretty much. Sometimes as the first striker. His second goal's a prime example. Huh? So, Late so, run into the box. So we credit Clark for that as well. Yeah, you've got to give the manager credit for that. I mean, I, I see where you're coming for. Deep line midfielder, does it suit him? No, I don't. Seen that Roman role, whether you say he's a number number eight or a number ten, suits him down to the, uh, suits him down to a T for me. He can he's a strong physical runner. Press all day long. Yeah, I, he'll go and he'll harry and he'll he'll be an absolute pet. He's one of the players you would you'd hate to play against. See, you'd hate to play against. And we've got I think we've got the ready made number six in that team. You've got Ryan Jack. You take him over McTominay? Ah, it's, I'm with you, it could be 50-50. Yeah. McTominay's playing at Man United, don't Which forget. not a bad achievement. <laughs> right. It's a big club. Ryan Jack's playing at Rangers. Mm-hmm. That's a big club. That's mm-hmm. pressures itself. So, Ryan Jack's done well in the two games. I think he's, again, we've spoken about Ryan Jack. I think he's come on big time mm-hmm. as well. That eight, and then don't forget Callum McGregor. Good football player, Callum McGregor. Born to play international football. Ah, he's just Cal a good. Cal McGregor's just a good footballer. That's what he's a proper. Yeah. I call him a proper football player. Yeah. So we are real strong in there, real strong. And I just like to look. I like to look at that mix, that three. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be respectful with McTominay. Yeah, of course. He's playing do. at Man United. That's not a. That's a a club where you're under pressure. You're playing in front of eighty thousand. They're not having a great time. There's no much. To be fair to him, he's the one that's stuck his neck out. Aye. Scored a few goals. Aye. And do you know what? Fair play to the kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it, right? And and this is an interesting bit for me. You look around world football and your number 10s are the skillful guys, the guys that can create, the guys that can spot a pass that nobody else can, that can do what Ryan Christie did in Cyprus with the, the shot for the edge of the box. That's the continental version. Have we got a Scottish? Is this John McGinn Scotland's version? Of that? He's just going to press like anything and run like anything John and McGinn. be a pest like anything and and score. I mean, I'm not. It's weird how you say this. I play similar at my club. You I've got a couple of technical players, but I play them on each side of the the guy the in the middle uh, who's a strong runner who makes runs beyond constantly, who doesn't stop throughout the game, and that's what John McGinn will give. Plus. Don't forget, he's got qualities as well. Of course he He's has. not going to go and dictate a play and spread the ball constantly. And I'm not saying that because a lot of people would look at Ryan Christie and say, that's the boy that should be playing no, in like, no, number 10. No, I, I think that's where you've got to give the manager credit. So do I. I, I I'm with you on that. It's one of the ones where people probably would expect Ryan Christie to be that's in that number 10. That's the obvious thing to do. Aye, but Ryan Christie plays him the, the right-hand side where he's going to come inside and his left foot. And some of his reverse passes. Oh, and the the, passing, some of the passing last night was great. Some of like that cut inside where Palmer can overlap him. That's giving Palmer the space. That's the manager thinking, right, do you know what? This is what I want. That's the way we want to play. And you've got Ryan Christie tucking inside, coming in the wee reverse passes. Some of them were lovely. That's just, that's just a good football brain as well. So, do you know what? I, I think you've got to take, you've got to look at the positives. And there was a lot of positives in the second half. And the biggest positive for me was, you come off at half-time 1-0 down, the fans are no happy. They could have, they could have struggled to come back They show a major that. reaction. For that whistle, 
for I watched the highlights, they were pff, the 100% energy change attitude. Aye. So you've got to give them credit. You've got to ask why it wasn't there in the first half, but but that Stevie Clarksman and he's obviously called a few. The players maybe have had a wee chat with each other. Hey, mm-hmm. what's going on here? This is not good enough. Right, the only way you can sort it is get a reaction. First, take a kick off, bang at them. Don't give them as a, uh, a minute's peace. That's what Scotland done last night. They were like rats up a drain pipe. They were, mm-hmm. they were honestly, they were. Oh, the and they made it uncomfy for them and I think that's Scotland in a nutshell that's what we have to be oh, and maybe that's why that. our number 10 has to be a guy like McGinn because Aye, let's not try and take the world on the way they play football but you've got We're the more technical boys and James Forrest and, and Ryan Christie in the sides mm-hmm. I think as well and we're talking about encouraging signs look we will examine the back four because I think that's a major concern for us but dealing with the positives one of the things that I've found most heartening was that Steve Clark didn't mess about. He assessed his centre-forwards and realised Stephen A. Smith might be 33, he might be have a couple of dodgy hamstrings and hips and knees and all the rest of it. He might hardly have kicked the ball all season, but the moment I get this guy fit, or anywhere near fit, he's got to lead my line. I really like that because, for me, it's an assessment that Gordon Strachan made as well. If you've got guys that have played Champions League, Premier League level, then you hang your hat on these guys. Mm-hmm. And I watched what Naismith mm-hmm. provides that team, the way that he wins free kicks, brings his 30, 40 yards up the pitch, links up with players, brings his teammates into play. That wasn't happening with any of the other guys, apart from Stephen Fletcher could do it for us. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem remotely interested in doing it anymore. Naismith's the guy, he's the fulcrum for us. Without him, you've got all the McBurney in there and the ball's bouncing back and you're not bringing in James Forrest or McGinn's not getting beyond. See, the next three and a half months, Stevie Clark will be keeping his fingers crossed that he's fit. 100%. I, I, look, I thought when a fit, fit Nasey has got to play number nine for Scotland. It's I, simple. I completely agree with that. And that's why I'm so encouraged. That's why I think I, I like there are him. signs here. Um, it's not just all the qualities that you mentioned there about how he can hold the ball up, how he can take defenders and areas they don't want to go. He can score a goal. He's good in the air. The biggest thing for me is he's a proper leader. Mm-hmm. You see him when a player maybe made a mistake, yep. encouraging, making sure they're at it. A big after personality first, around the squad. After McGinn scores that free kick, they're all in it together and you can see Nasey running back talking to right, come on, we need to mm-hmm. the defenders, make sure it's solid, make sure we, we keep it stoom at the back. That That's what also, he, he brings a whole load of things. Was he always team. like that? Or, or is this no, you could see that when he came in for Kilmarnock as a young boy. One he of always had these qualities. Aye. Yep. I think when you get a wee bit older and more experienced, Aye, though, you, 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 you bother it. more about your teammates rather than just your own Aye, game. No, but you could see it early on him that what type of character. Very, very two different characters Aye. off the pitch and on the pitch. Really placid, nice guy off the pitch and an absolute. Can he meet a nicer guy Aye. on the pitch? Menace. Oh my God, man. <laughs> Not just as bad as me at morning, but no. he was up there. <laughs> but I loved that in him. Aye. I loved that. Even in training. Five asides, seven asides. Somebody when they square on the ball, he was moaning. At, but do you know what? It was forgot about it after 10 seconds. He was away, hurrying back, chasing, trying to get the ball. I just think he's got a lot of qualities, Stephen A. Smith. 
and a fit Stevie Naismith makes a major difference to the Scottish national team I think if your centre forward can pull it all together and, and you need to have I mean, there was the, one, the qualities I think the ball came in his first touch to get in the corner mm-hmm, the boy, yeah. and then he's kind of I think somebody was coming across him he wasn't sure just that first touch just a bit of rustiness with the finish yeah but he doesn't care see when the ball's up near he doesn't care if the, the two centre halves are six foot four and the goalkeeper's seven He'll foot got him trying, he wasn't bothering well, I think he and then McGinn's also in there rumbling up the keeper mm-hmm. and Nasey's another thing see in there he's a real problem there mm-hmm. Nasey for his size five foot nine five foot ten he can leap but he brings a hell of a lot of qualities it's not just how good he is on the ball he's awareness he's the way he can bring people um, into the game his movement his movement's really clever his and work rate's phenomenal and he, he'll lead the he'll lead yep. the press right it's from just, the start so what this again right, I'm just coming back to what trying to decipher here and what I think is right is that you put that down as a major tick in Clark's box that he's identified all that that he didn't need to mess about he didn't need to wait and the other thing is he could have said and I'm sure Hearts would have been hoping for him to leave Naismith out of that team last night mm. given that he's well I think Hearts maybe looked at it in another way that like Naismith's experienced enough to say look I'm fit to go so I'm sure there wouldn't have been a problem for Hearts that he's played there. I think Hearts will actually be happy yeah. Aye. do you think Aston Villa would have been happy but McGinn playing do you think Celtic would have been delighted about because it was the same start in 11 Aye. right but the way they look after their bodies now they'll be going back to their clubs they'll have a day off a day probably the more they'll do a recovery massage and ready to go on Friday I don't think they've been happy about it because that's that's the way the, the clubs put themselves before the country mm. at all points and you can understand that they're paying these guys mm. but for me again another tick in Clark's box entirely the right thing to do we've got no more games so if this is you working towards your system you're damn right get these boys back out for another start make sure that they get used to playing with Naismith as a number nine because the entire game changes mm with him playing at number nine I don't think it, it would take a lot of time to get used to playing with Nasey Nasey's quite an easy player to play with but it changes the whole balance of the side aye. I think it was important that he sent him back out there and said same again aye look I, I think you've got to keep a bit of rhythm mm-hmm. with a, a good win away to Cyprus and he's thinking right do you know what let's keep this going same players we go again the one downside to the whole bit now is just the same players so let's look at that Scotland back four because I know you didn't see the full game but you'll have seen enough from the highlights the one bit that we wanted Steve Clark to bring to Scotland was a strong defensive organised unit hmm. and there are not great signs that, that he's been able to implement his ideas is that down to personnel or is it just down to a lack of time to... to no, it, it, look, what options has he got? Well, a lack of options, though. I, I, I'll do it. I've said it a couple of times. I think there's a boy at, at Hibs in time. Portis. I've seen him a few times. I've heard a few people talk about him. I've watched him. I think in time he could be... An a answer. Fu- a future centre-half of We Scotland. don't have time. No, we don't have time. We don't have time. That's what he's got. It's personnel. He's no, he's no good centre halves coming out of his ears, has he? 
We really? actually got a few now. Whereas there was none before. We were really well. Declan Gallagher's come out of nowhere. Is, but they're all young. They're inexperienced. Aye, but listen, they're, they're, how are they going to get experience? By playing them. By playing them. And that's what he's done. He's he's, yep. he's gone with those two. Mm-hmm. And you would have to look at it now and say they'll, they'll they will be the two in possession unless somebody well, else. Who was the two you thought would have went at Cyprus? Who did I think he'd play? Aye. Well, I thought they he'd play with McKenna. No, I, uh, I didn't think that he'd go with Mikey Devlin. No? No. I'd, I thought that because the simple fact is they play out with each other every single week. Oh, I tell a lie, maybe I did think he would go with Mikey Devlin. Did I think that was the right thing to do? Probably not. Right. So I'm glad just, that he's had a look when at When people ask me the Declan team... Declan Gallagher, yes. And I was surprised, but Declan Gallagher done well. Mm-hmm. Now he's probably did better than McKenna over the two games he's, he's come out of nowhere and you've got to give him credit that's his first two international games where I've told you plenty of times before it, t- it takes you five, six, seven, eight games to get into a, mm-hmm. a rhythm you've got to give him credit for that and that's the manager's decision he sees him in training and he's thought right do you know what it's another bit of credit you've got to give the manager right, except it's not working <laughs> just yet right but but this is time. and that's again put yeah. a partnership pick a pair in yep. and give them some game time but I'll go back to the lad Portis mm-hmm. I think we've got a player in our hands if he keeps progressing so you'd expect him to be making a challenge there see I think there, there are about I'd say there's probably about if you put in Suter at Hearts well he's been out injured I, I forgot about Suter because obviously he's been injured he was coming on, he was a different... Yeah, I was looking at him last year, I wasn't too sure in terms of the, the physique him. Mm-hmm. But when I seen him the start of the season for Hearts, he looked if he was like, maturing into yeah. a physical presence. Because yeah. the boy can play, yeah. shooter. So, so he's Good an option. Player. I like Charlie McGrew. In fact, I would go as far as to say that Charlie McGrew might still be the best central defensive option he's got, mm. but I think he'd get chucked under a bus in Moscow. I think it's very hard. I think Carter's, uh, he's probably the one thing that he's done, I think he's boxed himself in with Charlie McGrew's concern. They basically blamed him for the goals that were getting conceded against mm. the Russians and the Belgians. I don't know if he blamed them, but look, Charlie's been a, a stalwart for Scotland, hasn't he? He's, he's always turned up when he's been asked I think he's one of the players that you, you know what you're going to get with Charlie you're always going to get 100% but I think maybe he's looking now towards the he's, I think on. he's made that decision Aye. that seems what he's done so I'm going to ask you if this playoff match was tomorrow and you were in charge what's your back for and just let's just say that you've got all choices available to you <laughs> oh, God. you've got Andy Robertson fit again you've got Kieran Tierney back what do you do? How do you solve that problem? Presumably Andy Robertson is the first one that gets marked down. No, Kieran Tierney as well. You've got to play Kieran Tierney. What position are you playing Kieran Tierney? You would need to speak to Kieran Tierney about that, but I would maybe think he'd play him left centre half. No. I know Gordon Strachan played him right back. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to him, he done really well. Didn't seem to enjoy it because he kept Palma, having to cut back. Palma went, looked good last night. He looked if he was bombing up and done. Looked the, easily his best performance yep, in Scotland. Yeah, he looked. Uh, I've not seen a lot of Palma. If I'm being honest, because the football you tend to watch is the Premier yeah. League. 
but he looks to be. I mean, yeah, he from looked, a really bad start yeah. <laughs> in Kazakhstan at the start of this section, he yeah. seems to have grown into that a little bit. He he gives yeah. us now a, a better I option. Think than he, we for me, I've got to be honest with you. Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney are two outstanding players, fully fit. You have got to find a way to get them in your team. So what would your way be? Left centre half. So that takes McKenna out of the team. No, I, I, I don't know. I would need to think of that. I would need to, that. That's no. I mean, you're getting me five minutes. I would need to go away and sit and have a cup of coffee. <laughs> and <laughs> well, we're here to talk about it. I didn't want to give you three hours prep time. I'm putting you in the spot here. No, I, I just think you've got to find an. You've got to play the two of them. I I think I would go Kieran Tierney right back. In fact, I'm convinced that I would. Mm. It's an option because he's played there under Gordon Strachan. But you get what I'm saying? You've got to play there too. Mm. Oh, 100%. Simple fact is, not just because I think they're top players, what they bring to the team in terms of experience. Am I not right in thinking if we put Kieran Tierney at left centre-back, you'd probably need to change the whole structure and go to a three at the back? That Again, that's something he needs to work. Can't really do that at this no, late stage, can no, it? No, it looks to me he, he does... Prefer a back four. Um, as an option, Kieran. T- like, I think if you ask Kieran Tierney to play you know, up front, he'd play up front. I think he's would. one of the boys. Um, I just think you've got to find a space in the team for both. It's a difficult dilemma, though, isn't it? Oh, it's a horrible dilemma. Right, I'm going to go with Andy Robertson at left back, Kieran Tierney at right back. Do you know what? And that's a shame for Greg Taylor, who did terrifically well last night. But I think Greg Taylor, even Greg Taylor, would realise if he was in a room Mm. with Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson, he's the third choice left back. Uh, So he's had a tough time, isn't he? The the young boy. Actually, well, I actually liked him when it was every time I seen Kilmarnock last season. He actually always reminded me of a young Kieran Tierney. I he impressed me, and it's it's been a hard one from going there where he's been used to playing every week, but. He'll need to just bide his time. It's different. He's at a big club. Um, and obviously, ball and goal, he's done better mm-hmm. than People the first show die. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Hayes has come in and done well. So it's been it's been hard for him. But what I've seen last night in the highlights, he really impressed me. But I'm not surprised because, as I say, he impressed me at Kilmarnock. I thought he right. was good. Okay, so I'm going to go Andy Robertson on my left back. I'm going to go Kieran Tierney at right back. And do you know what? I'm probably going to stick. I'm probably going to back class judgment on this and say that McKenna and Gallagher, because for the simple reason, he's decided to go with a pair. He's paired them up for these last two games. Continuity. Mm. It probably makes sense to go with that. That would be my back four, I think, now. Agreed? No. Well, it could be. It could be, but he might surprise a... uh, Springer surprise. Well, I might have to because we don't know what the injury situation is going to be like. But you know, it, it's you would expect. Look, big games, March man, come on, that's what you want to be involved in. Do you, but um, if both of them are fit, Jack, I don't care. You, you need to find a a space in the team for both of them. I think we just upgrade. I think it's an upgrade at both fullback positions, and I don't mean that as a slight on either of the boys that played last night. Because as I said to you, I thought Palmer really is coming on a game. Greg Taylor did really, really well. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting these two in, and I think 
as a defensive unit and I think that's the most important part because I think we had some decent individual displays across mm-hmm. the back four but as a defensive unit I'd like to think that two guys playing at the level of Robertson and, and Kieran Tierney would help the unit as a yep. four yeah, I can. Uh, I totally get where you're coming from totally get it and I know I forgot about somebody as well when they came on they thought he'd done well Flecky yeah yeah he did looks really composed I am I'm, do you know what I'm delighted for that young boy he's not a young boy anymore no, is he? well he's a lot younger than me <laughs> other than me you know <laughs> what I'm saying when he broke through and it kind of fizzled out a wee bit for him but do you know what that's where another thing I, I love seeing that he went down to Coventry done well at Coventry He's been on to Sheffield United, done one of the top men in the Championship, bang, and into the Premier League. And, and do you know what? He deserves him in the Premier League and saying this guy belongs deserve, in the Premier League. He does. He deserves to be there, and I'm delighted for him because he's he's what I know for a fact that he's worked hard and delighted now that he's getting the recognition at, at Scotland and his wee ball through for the third goal for Taylor way to pass. Um, really composed. I, I'm delighted no, to see him. In fact, I was I was looking up at that point. He's on the ball. You knew that he was going to make the pass. Aye. It was never a doubt in your head Aye. that he might misplay Aye. it or over. And I'm not saying it because I knew him as a young boy coming through, and I seen the potential he had in him. Do you feel sorry for him? All that stuff that get thrown at him Aye, at the time about that, that's that what Scotland's Wayne Rooney, and that's what happens in Scotland. You get put in a pedestal, don't you? To get knocked and. Did that, did that really hamper him, no, do you think? No, I, I wouldn't say it hampered him. It, it just... I don't know the ins and outs of why he, had, he, he left Rangers, but he went down to Coventry in League One. Where it's high. It's a horrible place to play in terms of some of the games you need to play. It's physical, it's Route One. He went down and he was their top top man. Because I always kept in contact with him and I always watched out for him. Went to Sheffield United. A sleeping giant, that is. Mm-hmm. Big club. Last year, kept an eye on him because when you see Sheffield United up near the top of the league, you're thinking, oh, come on, me man, you've got a right good chance mm-hmm. here. And he was he was a top man. He's gone the unfashionable road, hasn't he? Aye. But you would, you would imagine... No matter that's credit, thing. again, it's a, a lot of people don't give these guys credit when they get knocked a bit. Roll the sleeves up. Aye, he's one of the ones, all bang, roll the sleeves up. I'm going to show these people. I love it, I love it, love to see it. Love to see him playing the Premier League. And now he's getting the recognition of being in there. I, I don't think Sheffield United will be his last Premier League. No, I think he'll get a move. Yeah. As do I think McGinn will. Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. No, definitely. I think the two of them, it's great to see. Mm-hmm. It's great to it see. It is encouraging, isn't it? Because, because we've gone through this these years of, you know, do you know what? We'd actually be crying out for if we had one Premier League midfield player. We're delighted. Mm-hmm. Probably the team mostly made up of guys out of the English Championship in the Scottish Premier League and right now we've got this core of a group where we've got a lot of players playing at a really high level this well, you look at the five, an encouraging thing look at the five in the middle of the park we'll go with the two sitting last night Ryan Jack uh, Ryan Jack Callum McGregor playing at Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. massive clubs big pressures then you go the other three. Brendan Rodgers wants to take Callum McGregor to the Premier League. So You've got the other three. McGinn, top man again last night for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Running the show for Aston Villa. Flecky, come on, done really well. One of the main men at Sheffield United. And McTominay is standing up and being counted at Man United. 
James then Forrest. add that James Forrest, Christy, Christy Ryan Fraser, Ryan Fraser. Back in it. there's no reason why we can't. That we we I think we're really really powerful in that area. As good as it's been in a long time. Oh, I yep yep. Anyway, Baz, before we move on to talk about what's moving forward, I'm about to go to my bed. After don't, don't feel well. Come I on. know that you're not very well, <laughs> but I, do you know what I put that down to? Uh, deficiency, uh, lack of meat, protein. No, 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 no. Why have you spectacularly crashed no, off your I've not crashed off it. Diet? Just, listen, you seen me? I spoke to one of the uh, the members in here, and they tried it in the last three days. I lasted two weeks. Two weeks, because we'd done the sixty, so it was about a week after the last podcast. Then, yep, cracked again. Yep. What made you crack this time? You just fancied a bit of But you're still sort of a maintaining... No, I, I've just... I, I've changed my diet, but I feel better for it. Aye? Aye. So meet once a week now? One I'll, stroke. I'll start creeping back up. One stroke twice. Did you get managed to get through the Sunday? No. no, no. See, I think you're no. telling porkies here. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Dada, I no. need to think back. Look, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like failing. I gave it a try, and I, and now you hardly get the energy to sit through a forty-minute podcast. Listen, I was out in the, the cold last night, freezing cold, raining. A couple of right. the family are feeling under the weather, they've passed it on. So, so you've kind of passed your vegan illness on nah, to members on. of your family now. Come right, on. fine. Uh, back to domestic <laughs> issues. <isn't it>? Now, <laughs> I think a lot of people and a lot of fans, and you look at the crowd last night, there is a real sort of appetite to Scotland. I am entirely sure that once we get round to March and these playoff matches, that place will be packed. I think Stevie Clark's right. There'll be 40-odd thousand inside mm, Hamden. Yeah, the place will be jumping, right? But right now, the real focus is just the, the kind of international thing is just a distraction from what's the real meat and two veg, if you don't mind my saying, pardon the pun, of the domestic campaign. Right. And it, it's a cracker. So it, it all kicks off again this weekend, Barry. Are you seeing any shocks, no. any changes to the, the top of the table? I think Rangers will continue on momentum Rangers at Hamilton on the Sunday yep no concerned it's about not, it's not a particularly enjoyable trip that but I'm not concerned about the pitch or the state the pitch is decent at Hamilton now um, is it better now? Ah, I know it's Astro tough and a lot of people might complain about it but I have sometimes you've got to be down the back of your mind I have no doubt that Rangers in a real good place at this moment in time and they'll go and Hamilton will make it difficult, doesn't it? Doubt in my mind, but Rangers three points. Mm-hmm. Celtic at home, uh, Livingston. Same. It's difficult to see. I mean, I just think this continues, doesn't it? I think it? this continues right down to. Um, I know we've got a cup final coming up, but it'll come down to the 29th. Mm-hmm. Where the first time, I believe, in the run up, both Rangers and Celtic I think both will have maximum points I might be wrong but that yeah it's my opinion you think they'll both get through December because we were looking there's a piece in the paper a good yep. piece of the paper today yeah, I've seen that. 
you know, mapping out. It's a busy, busy month with some big games, you know. Um, I think Rangers got to go to Aberdeen. Yep. Celtic have got to go to Tynecastle. Uh-huh. Some some big Celtic fixtures. Celtic have got to go to, I think, Ross County and Tynecastle. Rangers have got, obviously, Aberdeen. I'll look at um, the paper in my today's up there, But I'll be honest with you, I, I just don't see... Yeah, Hearts v Celtic in December 18. You got Celtic v Hibs the week before that. Celtic v Hamilton the week before that. And of course, Celtic v Livingston this weekend. The the Rangers away fixtures are difficult. Aberdeen away, Motherwell away, and Celtic away. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's no doubt. And Hibs away. Hey, four. Uh, take the whole fun game out of the equation, isn't it? Yeah. Mother away, very hard as always. Aberdeen away, you know what it's like, Rangers-Aberdeen thing, and obviously going to Hibs, but I, I, I cannot see Rangers drop many points. It would be really, really mouth-watering if both of these teams to get through that month without I, dropping anything. If you're asking I think my, you're right, by if, the way. If you're asking my opinion, I think both will have maximum points getting into the 29th or near as damn it there might be a, there might be a, a surprise slip along the way but I think I think you're right. I, I, just I don't think, think there's going to be anything in it by the time uh, that that yep. next match comes around mm. in it, the, the final I just can't see uh, look I think there'll be a few close shaves but I just think they're I just think they're at a level above everybody else if they're on it away from home do you think they win? Here's an interesting point and from, from, I mean from a manager's it, perspective. See when I mean, I mean, if they're on it, I mean, if they've got it right, see if they go it. Let's see Livingston. The mentality. I, I just sense that. I mean, you sit there, you think oh, Livingston pitch, Holt he's got them. They're a tough nut to crack. But see, after five ten minutes, I know you they know. never scored to forty odd minutes. I knew Rangers were winning the because game. Because the tempo and the yeah, way yeah, I could just see it in them. I could see it in them. My, I'm going to ask you this from a managerial perspective Steven Gerrard he'll have, he's had a few international breaks now mm-hmm. to deal with does that put him in a better place in terms of I can only imagine when you're new into management you think you've got something going international break sucks the momentum out of you mm-hmm. and you struggle to get it back does it, is it a case of He's had so many now. He's been in the job long enough that he should know right. how to get them back in and how to get right. them back straight to the temple but that they were. Himself, he was away in international enough times to know. I don't think that that's that's an issue. The boys have been away and obviously Finland have qualified. He'll be in a high. Ryan wow. Jack's back in playing with Scotland. He'll mm-hmm. be in a high. And then I seen they had a bounce game which quite a few of them played in. Against Leicester. Yep. Which... He's keeping them taking over, so nah, they're a different animal this year. Mm-hmm. You think even the fact that he's organised that bounce game might show that he has learned Aye. little lessons? He and doesn't want people getting rusty two weeks before the game, right? Come on, let's get sixty minutes or get some minutes. because you could train. You ask any professional player, you can train and you can do real tough sessions, but there's no better thing than getting minutes mm-hmm. in a game. Right, okay, so that's that in terms of the the, uh, the, the battle at the top of the league. In terms of the battle in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. we keep talking about it. Uh, Hearts are still looking for manager. Hibs have chosen their man. 
and Jack Ross has got a big, big baptism into this job with a visit from Mother at the weekend. <laughs> And that's a tricky one. Motherwell are a really impressive side. Uh, they are. There's one of the ones where they've had a, a, a few times. I thought at weekends I, I fancy Motherwell here and they've they've let themselves down. Mm-hmm. But it's a tricky one. Motherwell are a decent team. He's got decent players. He's no wonder he's he's been mentioned for both yeah. Hibs and Hearts. Obviously, he's not going to get Hibs now because Jack Ross has got it. But He's high in the list of hearts and obviously a Northern Ireland job. I'm not surprised because I'd imagine his budget's no great there. Yeah. And he goes and brings in players that not a lot of people hear it. Well, he's really ah, been great for Again, the it's the most important part of a football club for me is recruitment. So, no, it's a tough one for Jack Ross. But I tell you for what, me, do you want to start if you're Jack Ross, right? And there are question marks over Jack Ross. And mm-hmm. he has got a, a good reputation because of what he did at Aloha and St Mun. But let's mm-hmm. put everything in perspective here. This is Aloha and St Mun. He's gone to Sunderland. He's not done spectacularly well. In fact, it was a failure. But there is this sort of Pied Piper, Emperor's New Clothes feeling to Jack Ross that, oh, this guy is fantastic. Well, do you know what? On the, bas- on the basis of that, I think he's got this job and everybody thinks it's a great idea. But there will be a, an element of doubt in Jack Ross's own mind here. And going into this job and it's starting with Motherwell, see if you don't go off to a right, good, positive start, this could become a uh, really difficult test uh, for look, Jack Ross and for Hibs. I've spoke to Jack Ross a couple of times and he's an intelligent guy. No doubt about that. Right. He'll know the prep. For me, and he'll know you, but the exact same. I look at Hearts and Hibs, they should be third, fourth place Next fighting Aberdeen should. they've got a great stadium anything less is unacceptable I, I, that's what I, th- I think there's pressure but that's what you want as a football manager Alawa part time done really well went on to St Mern had a difficult start at St Mern mm-hmm. I quite like the fact that we went up at the stand and had a wee Barney with the fans <laughs> Aye. but I've seen St Mern no last year the year before quite a lot in the championship and I was really impressed with him. Yeah. And I was. Listen, Brendan Rodgers actually singled him out and said that was one of the most difficult matches we've had. I, I was impressed with him. And when I've spoken to him a few times, I just like him. And look, I think it's a great opportunity for him because it's, it's a, a mass- big club. It's a massive opportunity. But what I'm trying to say is there is an element to this where if it doesn't go right, and Hibs are in a bit of a mess just now. Aye, but and that's if he it, can't he? sort it, and if he can't sort it soon, then his reputation makes Aye, up. but that's what you... That's what you that's what you're there for. That's why you're in the job. Hibs are a big club. The fans are demanding. And so is our neighbours across the road. Mm-hmm. But that's the way, I, I, I mean, for me... That's what you want. You don't want an easy ride. Where they are now is false. But I'll be interested to see if they back him in January. Because mm-hmm. well, you you I think he's got good players. Well, I was going to say, you'd also like to look at it and think... You know, there is a decent squad of players there. A, there a good manager should be able to get a lot more out of yeah. them than... I think they'll get initial reaction. I mean, you look when the manager left and they go up and yeah. batter St. Johnson <laughs> 4-1 and Doyle scores a hat-trick. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's cra- it happens all the time, but I think he has a good... I think he's a very good appointment. I do. I, I, do you think they've put pressure on the hearts, the fact that they've managed to go out and, and secure that a popular appointment, one that the fans are fairly positive about? Meanwhile, hearts continue. Uh, I don't know. It's, no, I, th- I don't think MD will, about here. I don't think MD will force Anne Budge into doing 
I think she needs to get this one bang on. Lately, I'm denser. Knows that she had to get that bang on. You, you, you don't get anything bang on, but to make a good Nothing's appointment. Nothing's risk free. Yep. You try and minimise the risk. Yep. So, Hearts, it's a strange one. You know, Austin's been there through the last three years, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Who's the first manager? Ian Cathro. Ian Cathro. He stayed on under it's Craig Levine. not Levin. a great CV here. I, th- I think, I, my honest opinion, I think Hearts need to go down a different route and bring in a manager who's going to bring in his own people. Tell me this, because, you know, you talked about it, we talked about it, you know, old school. Is there a feeling, because I wonder if there is, and I wonder if even guys like myself might be guilty of it. You look at Ian Cathro and you think, you don't look quite right. You don't look as if you should be in a, a dugout, whether it's the hair, whether it's whatever it is about the guy. And there's this kind of academic side to his coaching. Mm. He hasn't gone the hard yards through the way that you would have done coming through as a kid and all that. Do you mm. think there is a, a kind of insular view that Scottish football has about the likes of Ian Cathro's, Austin McPhee's... Do you think that... Because he hasn't been universally welcomed not, into that position not, at Tynecastle. But I thought a lot of the criticism was unfair at times on him, in terms of... Of McPhee? No, Cathro. Because he wasn't a footballer. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. never came through. Do you, but I kind of looked at it and wondered... Did he really? I did d- he really understand no, I just how think, to connect inside a dressing room? I think room? football if simple. You, if you've not grown up in a dressing room, it's a not pretty difficult environment to walk in and think. Oh, I my see computer you, tells me that if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll get better results. See if I can't come in and command a dressing room, you're in trouble as a manager. Well, is that not? I, I let I let the dressing room control itself. The experienced guys in the dressing room run the dressing room, but when the manager comes in. I can have a laugh and a joke, but there's a line. Mm-hmm. Then it's serious business. Is that not one of the fundamental key factors in being got, a good manager? That you need to be able to but I, I, control I, the environment inside a dressing room? I've changed as well. I, I want my players to feel comfortable about me, but when it comes to the nitty gritty... So what I'm saying then, is, am I right in thinking it might be more difficult for a Cathro, for an Austin McPhee, to walk into that environment and be able to deal with it because... Unless you've actually come up through the years, unless you feel but there is managers, there there is managers that have no come through dressing rooms that have been successful. Jose Mourinho, yeah, he just took the words (laughs) off the tip of my tongue. Um, But but in Scotland, are we a little bit? I I just think football simple made complicated at times. I really do. I agree. I do. That's that's my opinion. Whether people agree with or no. Well, that's up to them. But I think football's a simple game. And when I go and coach and when I go and manage, I try and make it really simple for the guys. It's sometimes it can, it can be overcomplicated. Aye, it, it can get overcomplicated. And you've done the coaching courses and you've seen the guys with I've the iPads. And the, the, the coaching's changed quite a lot since I started my B licence. But that's just the way the world's gone. It's the way the world's going. I just thought the best coaches were the ones that kept it really simple on a training field. You get one or two um, things to do within a shape of a team, the formation, and that was enough. They never over-complicated. Walter was brilliant at it. 
Dick was brilliant at it. Big, Big Alec was really good at it. I just felt that was the best management and coaching I got where you get a couple of pointers, no overcomplicated it. Don't it give them too much information. When Don't. they looked on the team, it was simple information on the screen. It wasn't like... This is, this is the interesting bit from Hearts, right? Is that there's no clear identity to the manager that they're wanting their own discussions well sourced. Different guys. Short, I, I've seen Short McCall, you would say, is probably more old school. Aye. You've got Austin McPhee, he's a contender. You've got oh, Daniel Stendhal. You've got Felix McGarth, who's been ruled out. Alan Urban, Steve Cotterell. Uh, Neil McCann's also in there. That's an interesting shout, I actually, says, Neil McCann. I say the same as Hibs, as I will do as Hearts. I think they've got to get somebody who knows Scottish football inside out and knows the expectations of mm-hmm. Hearts. I think they've done, that's why Hibs have went with Jack Ross. He knows Scottish football. He knows, he knows a lot of players. To keep the, he knows the team's yeah. inside out. I know he's been doesn't doing it. He doesn't need six months to settle yeah. into the job. He should be able to hit the I, ground running. I know he's been doing it at Sunderland for 18 months, but he'll know every player inside out. He'll know the way that all the teams play. And I think that's what Hearts need to do. But listen, and Budge is the owner, isn't she? What about she? Neil McCann? Neil McCann, Stuart McCoy. I, mean, I, I think Neil oh. McCann's a really interesting name. And I know that he's not tried and tested mm-hmm. and that he'd. You know, short spell at Dean, it wasn't he perhaps the most successful, although he'd probably argue that there was successes in there. But why they, I'm, what, I'm told a lot of good things about Neil McCann's coach you know, and, and I, he's he's I played with I played with Terry and he's he's a demanding character by the way. Yeah. And I don't mind that. No, but that's one of the, that's like one that. of the main things that I think Aye, but that what why that's what you would want. You would want a manager that exactly. puts demands on you. Exactly. I think that's and that's what I heard. About, about Neil that oh he was over demanding ah oh, come on get a grip that's what you want off a manager standards and that's what Neil McCann was all about when he was a player at Rangers he was like anti dressing room about standards about demands and I love that about Neil McCann mm-hmm. and I would imagine when he, he obviously he took a Dundee job I could imagine Neil McCann the manager but I, I love that that's what I would want a manager on a training field, mm-hmm. a manager in the team talk. So, listen, I, I get why he's, he's, um, ah, he's, he's touted for it. Because, obviously, he was a successful player at, at Hearts. But you don't think that in the meantime that the Hearts are taking a massive gamble by thinking there's no great necessity to get this done, get this done quick, like Hibs have done? Because I think no, there I is an element think of think Andrew let herself get put under pressure like that. I don't. I, I I think the Hearts fans are desperate for a manager to get appointed, um, and the players will be kind of wonder what's going on here. They'll be talking in the dressing room. It's like that up mm-hmm. in dressing rooms when managers are away and. It's the uncertainty, isn't it? Who do you think we're going to get? Mm-hmm. And then uncertainty. Uncertainty also is, what if a new manager comes in and he doesn't like me? Mm-hmm. I might need to move and all these sort of things. So that'll be the the players' minds. Right, brilliant. And we'll look forward to this weekend, Barry. We'll be back in here next week to discuss once the SPFL's back up and running. And in the meantime, let's go and get a nice fillet steak. <laughs> Lems up for me. 